What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We're coming at you five days a week. Oh, yeah. With all the fresh Clippers content. <laughs> uh, which there's more and more of as we ramp up close to the season. Oh, my God. It's so great planning episodes out now with actual things happening. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a huge relief. Um, so today we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a player profile. We've been doing these every single day, sometimes too. <laughs> sometimes too, sometimes none, That's, which is always fun. Um, so yeah, we got your Michael Green for you, like I said, and then that kind of ties into our What Could Have Been Wednesday, where we talk a little bit about the other signings of free agency. Yeah, a couple uh, other guys we got. Notably, notably Jamichael uh, Green. Uh, imagine we'll also brush on Patrick Beverly. Maybe. And then we're going to be wrapping things up with some shavings. What do we got in the shavings drawer today? We got a you know, brief Paul George update. We have uh, some news for the Terrence Mann uh, fanatics out there because there seems to be a growing horde of you guys. And then on Tuesday, there were threes taken from some giant people who probably shouldn't be taking threes. So we're going to talk about it if we want to see that on the Clippers this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's like the new... That's the new training video. Like we're at, we're at. Yes, we're still in the de- the desert of content where we're watching big men we're, shoot threes. We're just getting to the oasis that is the season, and this is satiating us right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With all that being said, let's get it started. Yeah. So we're talking Jermichael Green's season preview. Um, I mean, for someone who only played twenty four games for the Clippers, I think a lot of people considered him coming back to the team, even before all the Kawhi and Paul George stuff. One of the most vital parts of the offseason. Yeah. I mean, I said regardless of Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, obviously, we had no clue about Paul George. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but regardless of Kawhi or what other free agents, not re-signing Jamichael to me would be a failure kind of on the summer. It would have been huge. Uh, last year, he averaged 8.7, six and a half boards, 0.6 assists on splits of 48% from the field, 41 from three on 3.3 attempts per game. 81 from the line, and this was all in just under 20 minutes. Yeah, so for, I mean, for the most part, he was a 50-40-90 guy. Yeah, um, basically. He gets our borderline 50-40-90 award. It's it's interesting. He, he, uh, he had his best scoring season in 17-18. Um, but yeah, we got him for, we got him for a... <laughs> We got him. We this is up there with the Muscala trade, yeah. In terms of what the hell we gave up to get, yeah. Because absolutely. it really makes absolutely no sense. No, we uh, got rid of a poison and gained uh, the. I mean, uh, one of the most important. I feel like there's tiers of importance on this team. Yeah, he's in the top tier of importance. Yeah, and I mean, true to the tri- like the Clippers DNA, he's a multifaceted dude. Yes, he can uh, slot in. He. Found his niche very well. Plays okay defense. I think in a rebounding yeah. sense, he like seems to know where to go. He has a nose for the ball, which is great. He averaged, you know, 5.2 defensive rebounds last year was the second most he's ever averaged for a team, which is pretty nice. Yep. You know, you like to see that going up. Where do we see him going into next year? Like, what is the ideal scenario for his success? I honestly think it's it's more of the same. I, I, if he can continue to knock down shots from three at like a nearly forty percent clip, yeah, I don't see any reason why he's not going to get fed a lot and see like see that scoring go up. Uh, the thing is, he's a guy that in, we talk about 
the versatility of some of the other forwards. Yeah. Uh, you know, mostly Paul George and Kawhi, but there's other there's a lot of other people who can handle the ball. So I don't really mm-hmm. think that we're gonna see anything too crazy from him. From we're not gonna. You standpoint. mean we're not gonna see some point in Jermichael, dude? Uh, no, you crazy. That's definitely not gonna happen. <laughs> um, probably not even in transition. He would pass the ball off to somebody yeah. else and 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 finish the lob. But uh, you brought up an interesting thing about possibly his assists. Uh, yeah. So he averaged 0.6 last year, which... 0.8 for the whole season. Point, excuse me. Uh, 0.6 with the Cliffs, um, which isn't something that seems... I mean, I don't really think he needs... We kind of talked about this with Lou, where it's like, there's some things you want guys to work on, but at the end of the day, it's like, what's the point of this? It's almost like uh, it's like the, the saying, like, and anything over that is gravy. Exactly. But it would be kind of cool because we're going to see this, like, sliding lineup that Doc has talked about, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of assuming and on it like you know what you know about this too we're probably going to see him at the five a little more in the regular season this year based on how the playoffs went and stuff like that and with the sliding lineup it seems like we're going to see that more agreed yeah i you know i think that that lineup has its weaknesses uh, i mean like you know defensively and size wise on the interior um but yeah, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't rely on that a little bit more. Some combination of like Lou, Sham, throw whatever two forwards you I mean, want. Paul in George, Kawhi, and Jamichael. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, so doing that, I think we could maybe see his assists get into the, and I know I'm breaching some absurd ground here, the two range. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but it's something that I was kind of, I was looking at and I was like, oh, if he could add this small kind of tweak... He's such, he kind of has like a gravitational pull when he's on the court just because he knows where to be all the time. For sure. So if he could add this small tweak, it would just kind of up even just a little bit how much more he brings to this team. Because his passing, if you watched any of those open run videos from the summer, his passing out of the post looks like it's, you know, in the right, going in the right direction for the most part. So that is, uh, yeah, that does look good. And that's my only hesitation on what could affect his assists is i would guess on a lot of offensive plays Mm -hmm. he's going to be pretty much either camped up in the corner or somewhere on the perimeter uh which is gonna limit it's it's gonna limit i think the like i don't know that his vision is quite there to like really be orchestrating stuff outside and that's where i felt weird with this because i'm like do i want him to really dedicate to this or do i want him to focus more on still being a 40 percent three-point shooter and getting all those and maybe shoring up his defense Agreed. Because I'm not saying it seemed like he was obviously he had high effort on defense, but sometimes it was like, you know, he, he played okay defense, which is great. Uh, he's like another guy. I feel like I've been saying this all the time. He's like net neutral to uh, maybe a little under net neutral. Yeah. So shoring that up would be good. And then I was wondering kind of about the lineups. Do we think him and Harkless are going to be kind of the two guys we see switching in and out of the lineup the most on the sliding thing? Do you, do you mean in terms of the starters? Yeah. Because when I think of it, you know, Doc said Kawhi, Paul, George, when healthy are going to be the, you know, quote unquote, only guaranteed starters or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be like three or maybe even four guaranteed starters and just one guy getting switched out. And that guy might be Mo and Jamichael between those two. I mean, that to me is like the first thing that came to my mind. Right. The sliding thing. Unless there is, I mean. Crazy matchups aside where like the other team's going crazy small. So we don't play zoo or something. But like. Yeah. I don't see this being two guys all the time and then a smattering of three dudes that we're not going to at least see a tendency for when they play and whatnot. Yeah. But I think him and Harkless have the switch out situation. I think that's where we're going to see this year. 
Well, Which I'm not mad at. I I mean, and I think as switch out players, they're great because they have they have like complementary skill sets for sure. Um, I mean, I would see Harkless as due to his size and athleticism being like the better role man and, and guy in the post, especially mm-hmm. finishing. You know, the seventy five percent of Harkless's shots, if I'm not mistaken, come within like eight yeah. feet. Shout out Justin Russo. Um, and then Jamichael, you know, we've seen uh, do well in the post, but uh, you know, he kind of has a defined role, so that yeah. offers a little bit more shooting. Um, and then, you know, like the smaller size, you would hope he can get out and, and run and keep up with some of those other lineups. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What are your, looking at his numbers from last year, do you think there's a big change next year in that for the Clips, 8.7, 6.5, and 0.6 in 20 minutes, which I think might be the biggest change? E- um, I think we might be looking... Yeah, I mean, I would guess that his points per game would be closer to, like, the 12 mark. Um, oh, nice. Rebounds, I would say, close, pretty similar to, depending on how much time he plays on the starting lineup, lower. Yeah. Um, assists, I would see that going up. I don't know quite as dramatically as... Two? <laughs> as two. <laughs> but I don't know if he'd average that over the whole season, but, yeah. I mean, I, I'd love it if he did. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think pretty similar. But here's the thing is, like... If he can stay at that level to pretty similar to last year, mm-hmm. that's just, I mean, like that's in a, that leaves us in a really good spot. I think he had the quote of like, the shots you're taking are open, open. Yeah. Or something yeah, like when that. When he came from Memphis. Yeah. So I'm hoping that for all I want to see, I just want to see everything kind of stay the same. I'd like, I obviously want that 41% to stay right there. For sure. I would. And this is where I think I get into a little greedy situation. I want to see him take more than three point three a game. Yeah. So I think that um, I, I think that obviously it's going to be largely dependent on what that attempt rate looks like. And luckily, I, I do think that this is like another lucky thing is that if shots aren't falling, he's going to have a little bit more time to figure it out while Paul George is out. That's a really good call. I hadn't thought about that. And he can contribute so well in other ways, too. He can get his mind right in a bunch yeah, of different ways. Yeah. I mean, I said that he was a net neutral to below average defender, but his defensive rating, with the exception of one year, has always been under 110. Um, Which, you know, it, it's solid. that's average. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a little skewed because um, I think if like... I think if you were to see his actual minutes go up to like 100% possessions or little, like 36 yeah. minutes versus for sure the 19. what he plays multiplied, yeah, it, it might not be the same mm-hmm. uh, level of defensive efficiency there. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for this year, though. Yeah. Do you think he's going to outperform? Because he got the new contract, which we're going to talk about a little Ish. bit next segment. Yeah. Do you think he's going to outperform it? Yes. I 100%. think he will, too. I think all these guys who got these new contracts... I mean, we had a guy at work telling us the other day, he was like, whoever's Lou Williams' agent needs to be fired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All this stuff where we really hit on it. I'm thoroughly excited for Jermichael's season. Um, we're going to talk about what could have been if something went a little differently. Yeah. In the offseason coming up after this. But first, let us know what you think about Jermichael's year. I feel yeah. like it's been kind of quiet on the Jermichael hype front. Um. Yeah, I think that preseason, uh, he didn't see a whole lot of minutes really. Even. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Let's, let's keep doing that. Coming up after this, we got a what could have been. All right. Stick. Here we are in the parallel universe. Want to give a shout out to Indochino? They oh. are they're with us in this alternate universe. Hey, that makes me feel better. <laughs> Premium so, menswear at quality prices? Oh, yeah. Start your style up right now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com while entering the code LOCKEDON. 
So we're in the Aerial Universe. We're wearing our Indochino suits. It is not breathable because it's another universe, different air. I'm sure they'll solve that problem. So this what could have been Kawhi Leonard was signed before Jermichael Green had re-signed. And immediately, I think a lot of our minds went to what you said in the first segment of, holy shit, it really seems like we need Jermichael Green to come back to this team now. <laughs> he waited around for a, a long time. He, uh, he saw were, what was out there. I was going to say, there were definitely offers out there. Him and Bev, both, and a bunch of front office people, all t- had higher offers from other places. Definitely. And definitely. they chose to stay. So we've heard about the texts from Kawhi to Jermichael and whatnot. Um, obviously, getting Kawhi... You up, right? Yeah, it was you up, dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 So getting Kawhi didn't hinge on re-signing Jamichael. It wasn't like a Paul George sitch. No. We had already had him locked up. But it's obvious, uh, you know, maybe this played a large part in Kawhi because he had an inkling that he might come back. What happens if Jamichael doesn't re-sign? How does that change our outlook for this season? And are the concerns that people have now that seem kind of small, legitimate concerns? So, I mean, largely this will be dependent on how Jamichael performs this season. But mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, the biggest thing that it would affect is is the spacing. Um, yes. So the spacing on that second unit could get a little bit funky, especially towards the end of the season uh, when teams were just planning on double teaming Lou Will. Yeah. Um, and we the other guys were kind of just like, wow, how's he going to get out of this one? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Unfortunately, like Wilson Chandler and Garrett Temple were never able to like space the floor with any sort of consistency, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a shame, but they tried. Yeah, they tried. Um, And Jamichael was easy to was able to really easily fit into that role. So I think, um, you know, like I, I don't think that it. I don't think the most media outlets or, or casual fans or probably even real uh, super fans of the team, Mm -hmm. uh, that that signing would have changed the expectations really for this year. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like in that. terms of like if you're looking at it from like a macro scale or a, like yeah, like a, the national media is not. There would be no difference in coverage right now of the Clippers. I don't think. No. Yeah, that's no. a good call. Um, it's very much an under the radar signing. It's very much a what I would call a Clippers signing, which is like new Clippers signing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, a new Clippers signing in which. You know, it's he's gonna have some great games, a, st- a stretch of games, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, that was a really good pickup." Yeah, there's, there's gonna be like Instagram posts of like, "This dude makes how much?" <laughs> with the eyes emoji. I'm really ex- it is the perfect new Clipper signing, and then it a makes total sense, mm-hmm. and loyalty and seeing how an organization treat you is what got it done, which I think is even more indicative of the new Clippers way. Absolutely. What is our, I mean, it's so crazy because if Jermichael's not there, I don't think we see the sliding starting lineup situation. No, it's definitely much less likely unless they're playing with like the guard position mm-hmm. or yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot harder. I I, I don't, it's think harder. That, it's harder to envision in a way that I enjoy thinking about it. You yeah, know what I mean? For sure. No, it's, I, I mean, he's like definitely just adds so much versatility and I'm going to throw this out there. Toss it. Jermichael Green is also a pretty big failsafe. So wow, yeah. Charles over here, po- so-called positive Chuck, <laughs> has been very worried about Landry Shamit's shooting performance through the preseason. I haven't been worried. I'm just saying, no one's concerned. Two, two for thirteen. What is he? Something he might like be one, one for, for thirteen. 
Um, it's two. I think one of them's a three. One of them's a dunk. Yeah. 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 So, but this is this this is a good backup. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, this that's is a good like, point. And I mean, I realize not even the same position, but like it's the same. <laughs> the it's shooting kind of, is there. It's it's the same amount of like respect or magnetism uh, that that they command from from a defense. Yeah, that's a good call. Man, he is so great for this team. I'm trying to think, just from his standpoint, if he. I mean, there's. It doesn't seem like there's a better fit for him. Career-wise, what he brings no, to a Knicks, team. Man. He should go to the Knicks, <laughs> yeah, man. He is, a, he is a PF, dude. <laughs> he could do well down there. But it's just like, it. it's such a fantastic situation. I'm almost, I can't, I almost can't envision this team. Like I said, he only played, what, 24 games for us? Yeah. He's another one of those guys like Shamit and Zoo where you're like. It, it already seems kind of inseparable. You've been on this team forever. Yeah. Like, you're a vet here, of course, Jim Michael. It's only been 24 games he's already made his mark so much. So you ranked this as the what most important move of the offseason, re-signing Jermichael. Oof. In a vacuum? Yeah. I'm going to say this. I mean, it's number two. I'm putting Kawhi and Paul George as, a, as one. Oh, I count that as one. I count yeah. that as yeah. one. I'm putting this as two. This was the biggest. I mean, the team, you think about this team without Jermichael and the starting lineup is phenomenal, obviously. Yeah, and then you go to the bench, and it's still the best bench in the NBA. But adding Jermichael to either the starting lineup or the bench is the makes extra them assurance. better. Yeah, yeah, it makes he makes either lineup better. Yeah, I think, and there's so many ways he can slot in and stuff like that. That it might be one B. I think I like it's incredible. It, it's really hard for me to to parse this one apart because yeah, Kawhi Paul George obviously one, and then. Depending on the day that you ask me, uh, <laughs> Jamichael would be at two or re-signing and taking care of Patrick Beverly. Because I think that that's another big one. That I mean, that that's so hard too. Because I don't even know how to quantify that one. Yeah, what Bev brings to the table. Yeah, because that was another situation where it was like, you know, if we keep him waiting, we could really offend this guy who's been yeah, you know, uh, the vocal leader of the locker room and essentially like the culture setter or the tone setter or yeah. whatever you want to call it. So we talked about that 17, 18 season in context of Lou will, which look, I'm just letting everyone know. I could talk about the 17, 18 Clippers season for decades. Oh yeah. Um, but Bev only on a book about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bev only played what? 11 games that year. Uh, yeah. Nine or 11 in that something, range. Yeah. I mean, below 15. And so for him to still have the, impact on the team's ethos and everything after what could have been one of those like you know i i blew it out i played 11 games 17 18 i was never the same player couldn't really get back to where i wanted to be i you know i got i got a big money contract in you know last year when he signed his contract whatever yeah but that bev heart and soul thing Jamichael's kind of part of it too he's just a much more Agreed. quieter Agreed. he's a more quieter kind of guy well and um, send, when from when Jamichael was on the team until the playoffs, I think we lost every game that he didn't play in. Yeah. Uh, some, in there's that, some glaring stat like April. that. Yeah, that was not a fun month. Um, But no, these two guys, it's I just can't... The way that this bench... Not even bench. The way that all of these guys, because I don't even really know if the Clippers have a technical bench anymore, have coalesced. It's funny that it's all following the same pattern of you see your offers... You might have more money here. You might have more money in your hometown team. 
if you're Bev, like in Chicago or something like that. Yeah. But you still, you can't deny what the team has, which is such a real tangible feeling of a shot at a championship in the next two years. No, there's not many, like there's not many franchises, especially franchises with cap space that are like trying to snag these types of players. And really snagging really for that. And being told by the superstar that you have to go get another superstar and saying, okay, I guess we have to do this. <laughs> there's no other option if you really want to win. And I was wondering, how much do you think those Kawhi techs play a part? Ooh. Um, you know, I don't really know. I, I, don't, I, I, like, I don't have a good enough read on Jermichael to tell if that's something that he worries about. Like, I do think that he's like a team guy. He's like a soft-spoken guy. He appreciated him, I'm sure, to be like, holy shit, Kawhi. I mean, this guy wants is telling me that it's worth it to re-sign with the team. Yeah. But I, I don't think it was like he was on the fence. Yeah. And then the Kawhi text came through and he was like, oh, there it is. I am still up. <laughs> but you know what, Kawhi? I have not been sleeping. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for what could be. Oh, man. I, I'm i so excited for Jermichael Green. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you think this team would be like if Jermichael didn't resign. I've seen no Jermichael Green slander on Twitter, which is pretty incredible given that I've somehow we've already somehow seen Pat Beverly slander. I mean, like he's a likable guy. He's the Giannis of the Clippers. Like, no one dislikes him. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he is. He's Yeah, he's uh, Jermichael Giannis Green. <laughs> uh, anyways, coming up, we're going to have some shavings for you. All right. So welcome to shavings. Hey, it's been a packed couple of shows. I'm glad we can finally just, you know, kind of unwind, kind, kind of unwind. unwind in the dead air that is shavings. Um, got a brief Paul George update. A lot of people have been thirsting for that. He'll be doing non-contract drills throughout training camp. Sounds about right. Do you want him taking more contact? Nah, I don't even want him doing these drills. I want him hanging out. No drills. Doc also said that he hasn't even given a thought to playing Kawhi in the preseason. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, of course. Run it like an NFL preseason, man. The only people who need run out there are, you know, some of the younger guys, some guys who may be working on something, and then guys trying to make the team. There's just nothing to be gained. Yeah, it's funny because we're also not playing Patrick Patterson because I think they're just like, we know what we're getting with Patrick Patterson. Yeah, that's fair. No disrespect to Patrick Patterson, but they're not gonna, you're, if you're not playing in the preseason and you're not one of Lou, Kawhi, those guys you know you probably kind of know what's going to come this season yeah got to be a good locker room presence yeah clap a bunch which is always good don't get a sore knee dude god dude if i swear to god if there's another sore knee this year we got to have all of everyone who works for the clippers medical staff we just got to ask them what's going on yeah is there a sore knee is there like a worm that's like giving people (laughs) it's a a worm yeah like goes into your kneecap um okay so for the man we got to think of a name of the people who are man fanatics. Maniacs? Maniacs, that's good. Femantic? No, like fanatic. That doesn't uh-huh. work. Yeah, we'll figure this out. But Doc had a quote that is going to throw some gasoline on this man-sized fire. Light it up, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Doc said that uh, Kawhi and Paul George pull Terrence Mann aside mm-hmm. when practice is over to shoot. because Love. <laughs> because this is where it gets really funny. Because they've accepted him. It made me think of like llamas are very social animals. Uh And like if you like they have to accept you. Yeah. It made me think of like a herd of like the elder elite animals being like, you got this one. Or like that thing where you're not supposed to pick up certain babies because you'll get their smell. 
Oh, them, like in yeah. other animals. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then they won't be accepted back. <laughs> the fact that the doc is using the they've accepted him. Dude, I this is insane. Yeah, I'm on board with it. And it's, we're, we're going to take I'm trying to think of this without the lens of people somehow thinking that he should be the starting point guard. Yeah, it's phenomenal. which is rare. Okay. I don't think that I don't think that's a I don't know if the maniac army is that strong yet. It's strong, bro. If one person's saying it, that means there's a couple other people saying it too. But it's phenomenal to see that these two guys, we talked about seeing this team a couple weeks ago about seeing this team through the lens of the rookies. This must yeah. add a whole rose-colored, champagne-colored lens if you're Terrence Mann of like... Oh, for sure. Holy shit. Kawhi and Paul George want me? They've accepted me? I also think of him saying... Like calling his mom and be like, "Mom, they accepted me." <laughs> like the big. It's dogs. like when you get into college. Exactly. Like I'm running with the big dogs. It's great. What is we said that his ceiling was probably you know getting some backup point guard minutes. Yep. That still feels like a totally normal ceiling for me. I, I, yeah, but the thing is, is backup point guard minutes on a championship bound team for a rookie is like that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Um. It just, I mean, he's got to work on turnovers. Yeah. He's got to not do the jumping in the air pass. That's when, one of, he, one of my bugaboos. You can't force stuff. I think, though, that'll come as he gets a little bit more confident uh, scoring off the dribble. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that he, he like, won't feel the pressure to, to rush things when he has, like, a little bit more reliance and, like, just a little bit more confidence. Perhaps. And his, his frame looks great. The dude is huge. He's a big boy. I don't. He looks He's bigger big than six seven. It's wild. Why like, he played the four? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Um, we got a couple more minutes, right? Yeah, just a few. We Last do. thing we're gonna touch on on Tuesday night, uh, Boban made a three. Stephen Adams made a three. Ben Simmons surprisingly also made a three. Who's is this a thing that we're gonna see in the regular season? No. Well, Boban maybe. Boban is a good shooter. Yeah, he has a true. He has a good shooter. I know. Form. It's just funny to think about. Um, what about Stephen Adams? Because it was a corner three. I just don't like that's to me. Stephen Adams is like a top five center, and that's not yeah, prototypical. Yeah, and yeah. that's not why. For sure. Yeah. Who's taking more threes this year? We've had this argument. Zoo or Trez? Uh, Trez. I still think Trez. Tre- Trez, but. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of them, I'm going to be saying, what the hell was that possession? <laughs> like, that was we, a waste of a possession. Why are we doing this? Um, yeah, I, I think like just, I think Ivica is like a little bit more hesitant to, sh- to let it fly. He does seem Trez a little. Trez has been letting it fly lately. Yeah, Trez is okay with letting it go. What is the point of having Steven Adams and Boban take threes? Uh, you want the next Brook Lopez. Is that is that is, has Brooke Lopez just started this revolution of like? Well, I mean, he's not the first, not rev- but, but like the yeah, modern like, yeah, for sure. Take a guy because if you look at Lopez's three point attempts, you know they skyrocketed in the last two years per game. Yeah, obviously, but is this the new thing of like you take a guy who you like his form and then just kind of tell him to let it go after two years of working on it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if the shot is there, it makes sense. I mean, it, you know, it's like what the Celtics did with ba- Aaron Baines. Yeah. Um, successful for them. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, it to, for me, it's a few and far between thing. I agree. Um, I, I guess you want them to do it really early in the game and then hope they make it so that, because they're not taking more than three. Right? 
I wouldn't think so. Boban's not going to take as many threes as Jermichael Green did last year per game. No. I hope for Dallas's sake. <laughs> He's the shooter, man. Dude, it, it just feels, it's a very funny, like, it's such a preseason move. Yeah. It's like when the, T- and the NFL team runs a bunch of trick plays. You're like, oh, Boban shot a three. How many threes has Ben Simmons taken this year? <sighs> three. Two five. a game. Oh, total? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, you think he's going to take two a game? Yeah. That's not that many. That's one and a half. And I'm not counting heaves. I should say that. I'm not counting heaves. Oh, not heaves. counting heaves. Um, I guess. I still think that seems like a waste, but I could be wrong. I think it's a waste, too. But I think that... Like, I think it's a waste when Embiid shoots threes and he is, like, a way better shooter. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather have Embiid taking threes than Ben Simmons, I guess. Would you rather... Would you rather have Trez or... Zubak Zubat? take threes? I'd rather have... Maybe... Trez? Actually, I don't know. Uh, Zub, because you're pulling the guy out of the paint, which is nice a little bit. Yeah. So then, but I don't know. It feels like a miss either way. And I'm trying to just gauge who would be more valuable out on the perimeter during a miss. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a good call. Like, I guess I'd rather have it be Trez. Uh, Because he has been better guarding on the perimeter. Yeah. Because if Trez is also taking a three, I I don't know. If Trez is taking a three, he's also handling the ball too much in that possession. I, I know. Like. Honestly, I got to say it's... It might be Zoo. If it's more than for either one of these guys, I'm saying one a game. Oh, one a game would be crazy. I feel like something has gone wrong. One a game if they're shooting at like... Because then Trez took what? Thir- it was either 31 or 13 or something like that last I, year. I think he took like 15 and made something. Like know. three. Yeah. One a game. If these guys are taking 82 threes you love to see it that seems bad yeah that's trash or they make 56 of them (laughs) (laughs) and it's the best thing they ever because the flip side of it too is like just the return the return on it is like okay we lose a possession i'm gonna say 70 percent of the time yeah that they take that and it's like a five point or six point swing in that scenario yes i'm assuming it's blowouts when we're seeing them I would think so. If if it's like, dude, if it's a close game and and Zoo or Trez takes a three, and it's not like a desperation wide o- or like a wide open, like that was the shot. Oh man, it's got to be wide open, and there's got to be less than three seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, for me to be like, we got to take this shot. Someone's got to throw it up. Yeah, but if it's like four minutes left, six point game. Trez, step back three. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, well, luckily... Um, no in, no indication that that's going to happen. Luckily, the confidence from the training <laughs> vids never carries into the regular season. People miss a couple, and then it's over. Uh, but yeah, that I think that about wraps it up for shavings. You, did you have anything else you want to kick around? Nothing else I wanted to kick around. Just hope all those man heads are having a good time out there tonight. Accepting their new savior. Maniacs. Animaniacs. Animaniacs is good. Oh, we need to get... Oh, I had a graphic design idea. Any graphic designers out there, I will Venmo you. I don't don't have that much money right now. (laughs) Let me know if you can make a flaming Mo logo with Mo Harkless instead of Mo Sizzlike from The Simpsons. And the Animaniacs would be a fire graphic design opportunity. Yes. Damn. 
right. Well, we might, we might keep those ideas. Don't listen to those ideas I just said. <laughs> those are copyrighted, but if you design them... Uh... <laughs> we will pay you for it. Oh, man. Coming up on Thursday's episode, you know what we got? Well, are we doing Wednesday's episode first? This is Wednesday's episode. Man, it's I'm never going to get bro. used to this. For Thursday's episode, we got a game preview. <laughs> what? We got a game preview of a preseason game against the Nuggets at Staples Center that we will get to be at. That's true. Very excited for that. We're going to have a thirsty Thursday. And whatever else happens between now and then. Can't wait. Thank you for reviewing us. Thank you for listening. Glad yeah. We've gotten a couple new people. Welcome. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. We're releasing the episodes earlier. Hopefully on the East Coast that you can get it on your commute. Yeah, let us know. Tweet at us. I'll put a poll out there if you guys liked the earlier episodes. There's not a whole bunch of changing we can do, so I hope people like it. Yeah. Thanks hopefully. for sticking with we us. We can release them really late at night. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. I'm William the Opinion Uptake. Appreciate you. <laughs>